From CBS News Bay Area, this is the Evening Edition. You can see the weather right there in the radar. It is here. I'm Andrea Nakano. Brian is off tonight. The second and stronger storm of the weekend is here, and it's not going anywhere anytime soon. Here is a live look around the Bay Area. You're probably already feeling the rain or the wind, and maybe both. Let's get right to First Alert Meteorologist Darren Peck for the latest on the conditions. Andrea, this one is going to be more impressive than yesterday's storm, both from its intensity and for how long it's sticking around. We're just getting started with a system that's going to be with us probably until Wednesday. But this leading edge and like the next, say, 10 hours is going to be some of the most impressive strictly from a rainfall standpoint, like how much rain we're going to get out of this. When you look at First Alert Doppler, you can see one very impressive line right there. And there is a well-defined line there as the warm front comes in. That's going to deliver some pretty good rain. At times, it'll have some intensity to it. But I just want you to see the wider view. We look a little bit farther out off the coast. Look at the lightning out there. So talking about this storm having more intensity, it's got more thunderstorms than the last one and probably more than the majority of storms we've seen so far this winter. That's going to become a bigger deal on Monday. You might get some of those tonight. So let's just watch tonight first. We're going to see these widespread bands of rain pretty much overtake the bay. We're not going to look at too closely for the details because it's not really going to matter here. You will get some breaks. But in general, it's going to be widespread, steady rain from now until like three in the morning. You can see once we get here, that leading edge has now moved off towards the east. So there is a little bit of a break. But then this next batch out here shows up, and that's where more of the thunderstorms live. And there's just one little stop here that I want you to take a look at. That gets us to like nine o'clock tomorrow morning. See that line right there? It's not really one of those little bullseyes. It's also not really one of those organized lines. It's almost shaped a little more like a wedge. And that's usually what thunderstorms that have a bit more intensity to them start to look like on the radar. Heavier downpours, some thunder, some hail. We're going to talk about that side of the storm because that's just the start of Monday. But Monday and all day Tuesday have a thunderstorm concern here at home. I'll see you with the rest of that forecast coming up in just a bit. For now, Andrea, back to you. All right. Thanks, Darren. Yesterday's storm wasn't too bad, but there was a little bit of damage in Napa. Fire crews cleared out this down tree blocking Patrick Road. And whenever we get storms like this, that usually means the Sierra gets a solid round of snow. This weekend is no different. This is what it would look like a couple hours ago on 50 and 80. However, the snowpack is still not where it typically should be for this time of the year. Max Darrell joins us from the newsroom with more. While many of us may feel like all of the rain we've had recently has been somewhat of an inconvenience, the storms are proving to be beneficial for California's largest natural reservoir, the snowpack. When it comes to snowfall in the Sierra, February has been good to California. A beautiful day. Just ask Andrew Schwartz, who's the lead scientist here at the UC Berkeley Central Sierra Snow Lab in Soda Springs. Well, since the beginning of this month, we've we've come up quite a bit. We've come up about 25% uh, in our statewide snowfall. And so that's looking very promising. We caught up with him after atmospheric river number one of the weekend and a little bit before the second one rolled in when it looked like this on Sunday afternoon in Tahoe. Schwartz says the first storm brought about seven and a half inches of dense, wet new snow. Is that the good kind? Uh, it depends on uh, it depends on what you're trying to do uh, for skiing. You you know you want that lighter, fluffier powder, but uh, for for our water resources, you know that dense, heavy, wet snow is always a good thing. But that was just the warm-up round, as the second atmospheric river is supposed to hit harder and linger longer. We're expecting plenty of that 
heavy snowfall, high winds over the next several days. It was a slow start to the year up here. The first snow survey at Phillips Station produced underwhelming results. The snowpack was at 25% of average. The second survey showed modest improvement, with the snowpack coming in at about 58% of average. A few weeks ahead of the third survey, Schwartz says... Now we're at 76%, so we've made up a lot of ground over the last month and a half. The snowpack is faring better, but still needs to improve. We're really hoping to make up that additional last 25 points or so soon. Now, it could be over the next couple days. It just depends on how this storm pans out. The snow will build on this, a solid base from the previous storm. Schwartz is cautiously optimistic the snowpack will continue to improve over the next four to six weeks, and he hopes it will be exactly where it should be come the April 1st snow survey. Community in mourning in Minnesota after two police officers and a paramedic were shot and killed on the job early this morning. Investigators say the suspect in the shooting is also dead. It all started when police responded to an early morning domestic violence call. And this was in the town of Burnsville, a suburb of Minneapolis. Police say an armed man was barricaded inside a home with family members. He opened fire on officers, killing two of them. A third one was wounded but survived. Police say the paramedic was given aid to an officer when he was shot and killed. We're heartbroken. We are heartbroken. We are going to need time to be together. Please. Our families need time to grieve. They need time to be together. We need you to pray for them. Investigators say the suspect was armed with multiple guns and large amounts of ammo. The family and children were able to leave the home safely. Turning now to the Middle East, Israeli airstrikes killed dozens in central Gaza, knocking the territory's largest hospital out of commission. It comes as the U.S. hits back against Iran-backed rebels who are resorting to new methods of attack in the Red Sea. The U.S. military has conducted a new round of strikes against Houthi rebel targets in the Red Sea. These new strikes include targeting what U.S. Central Command says is the first unmanned underwater vessel the Iranian-backed rebel group has used since the attacks in the Red Sea began. Meanwhile, dozens were killed in central Gaza after Israeli airstrikes struck there over the weekend. The World Health Organization and the Hamas-run health ministry in Gaza says the largest medical facility in Gaza is now out of commission following an Israeli raid. Hamas has turned hospitals into command and control centers and hideouts for Hamas terrorists and commanders. Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu says he will press on with plans for a ground operation in Rafah. Whoever is telling us not to operate in Rafah is telling us to lose the war. Cries for a humanitarian ceasefire are also growing louder as a looming ground offensive gets closer. The Security Council should shoulder its responsibility and act immediately on stopping the fighting. Roughly 1.5 million people are living in Rafah, many of them sheltering there and in desperate need of essentials. I think if I'll get water today or not, and then I think about uh, food. Will we eat? Will we gonna eat food today or not? 
The U.S. is threatening to veto a new Gaza ceasefire resolution at the United Nations Security Council. Linda Thomas-Greenfield, the U.S. ambassador to the U.N., said officials are working on a deal that would pause fighting for six weeks in exchange for the release of hostages. President Biden is coming to the Bay Area this week. He's expected to make appearances at fundraising events in San Francisco and Los Altos. It's all to ramp up his re-election campaign and his likely rematch against former President Donald Trump. Turning now to Contra Costa County officials say the Antioch Library is set to reopen on Tuesday. That's after it abruptly closed on Friday, citing crime and safety concerns. The county library system says there have been repeated threats to the safety and security of staff and patrons. The county, though, negotiated an emergency contract to provide a private armed security guard and patrol car to monitor the surrounding area. The library is also working to install a safety fence and an upgraded security camera system. Speaking of reopenings, a special Sunday service this morning at the East Bay's oldest black church on the eve of one year since a fire destroyed its building. The first American Methodist Episcopal or fame gathered in Oakland's Clawson neighborhood for a service. The theme was Up From the Ashes, a nod to their resilience. The church's building at Telegraph and 37th burned down one year ago tomorrow night. Fame had been using that building since the 1950s, but the church itself dates back to 1858. Since the fire, they've been able to occupy temporary spaces, including the Oakland Synagogue, Temple Beth Abraham, which offered its space shortly after the fire. Congregation and worship haven't slowed for fame. They have some more Up From the Ashes events coming up, including a gospel concert tomorrow. Thank you so much for watching. 60 Minutes is coming up next.